Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. London City Hall is aiming to build a lot of houses in the city over the next eight years. Yeah, city politicians are pledging to build 47,000 new housing units in the city by 2031. The pledge is in response to the province's call to have one and a half million homes built in the next decade. Full council, who met in committee form, have directed staff to develop a housing supply action plan to help ensure the goal is met. While some councillors had concerns about whether the pledge would constrain the city in its possible actions, Mayor Josh Morgan believes the city will be open to work freely. The housing supply Supply Action Plan has three pillars for achieving the housing goals, financial supports, enterprise-wide resources, and shared accountability. A letter will be sent to the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing by March 1st, outlining the city's plan. There is an update in the death of a Woodstock woman. Yeah, Woodstock police say the death of a woman reported missing last week is being treated as suspicious. Officers began looking for 30-year-old Karen Cunningham of Woodstock last Thursday. Her body was found in the area of 6th Avenue and Mill Street on Friday. Officers haven't released many details, but confirmed yesterday they're treating Cunningham's death as suspicious. Anyone who has information about the case is urged to contact Woodstock Police or Crime Stoppers. Well, uh, the death toll from the earthquake in Turkey and Syria continues to rise. Yeah, rescue teams worked through the night in Turkey and Syria, pulling more bodies from the rubble of thousands of buildings toppled by a catastrophic earthquake whose death toll rose to more than 9,500, marking it the deadliest earthquake in more than a decade. Turkey's disaster management agency said the country's death toll has risen to seven or 7,100, bringing the overall toll to over 9,600, including fatalities reported in neighboring Syria. Over 60,000 aid personnel are now in the earthquake zone, but with the devastation so widespread, many are still waiting for help. Canada's International Development Minister said the federal government will be providing an additional or an, rather initial aid package tallying $10 million to Turkey and Syria. Harjit Sanjin says uh, nothing is off the table to help the victims of the disaster. Global Affairs Canada says there is more than 7,500 Canadians registered as being abroad in Turkey and close to 1,400 in Syria. Well, they continue to recover from the earthquake. We are preparing for some wind and rain. Yeah, Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement ahead of what could be a wet and windy Thursday in London. Along with London, the statement also covers Kamoka, Park Hill, Strathroy, and eastern and western Middlesex County. The National Weather Agency says the area may see rain at times heavy beginning early tomorrow morning. Environment Canada says total rainfall amounts range between 15 and 25 millimetres. Now, this rain is going to be accompanied by strong winds gusting to 70 or 90 kilometres an hour, with the strongest winds expected to impact areas downwind of Lake Erie. Aside from the wind and rain, it will be unusually mild with a high of 10 degrees expected. We aren't the only ones that's going to be impacted by the weather system. The weather agency issued a series of special weather statements across the province. While most areas will get rain, parts of northern Ontario, including Sault Ste. Marie, are under advisories for snow. Canada's premiers are weighing, are weighing the pros and cons of accepting a new health care deal from the federal government. 
Yeah, Federal Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos will ask the provinces today whether or not they intend to accept the new health care funding deal tabled by the Prime Minister. Duclos and Mental Health and Addictions Minister Carolyn Bennett are expected to write to the provincial health minister seeking some clarity on their positions. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the premiers met yesterday in Ottawa where he presented an offer that would see transfers to the provinces rise by $196 billion over the next 10 years. About a quarter of the offer, $46 billion, is new money, including a promise to increase the annual Canada Health transfer faster over the next decade and targeted funding for priority areas like mental health, surgical backlogs and family medicine. Now, the proposal falls well short of the demand from the provinces for the federal government to shoulder a much greater share of health care spending. Still, most premiers indicated they were disappointed, but will likely accept the offer because they can't say no to new money. Manitoba Premier Heather Stephenson said the premiers will meet again on their own to discuss the deal in the next few days. The premiers are trying to stay united in their negotiations, remembering back to 2016 when a similar discussion with Ottawa broke apart when some provinces agreed to sign bilateral deals rather than hold out for a demanded increase to the Canada Health Transfer, which would have had fewer strings attached. Ultimately, all were forced to do so in order to get new money for mental health and home care. Hate it when those provinces go rogue. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1879, Canadian engineer Sanford Fleming advocated adoption of the Universal Standard Time during a speech in Toronto. Standard Time, which divides the world into 24 equal time zones, took effect, uh, took effect January the 1st of 1885. In 1894, Canadian fighter pilot Billy Bishop was born in Owen Sound. He was the top-scoring Canadian and Imperial ace of the first... First World War was credited with 72 victories. He was also the first Canadian airman to win a Victoria Cross for a 1917 solo attack on a German airfield. In 1910, the Boy Scouts of America was incorporated. In 1924, the first execution by gas in the United States took place in at a Nevada state prison in Carson City. In 1945, the first Canadian Army attacked German positions during the General Allied Offensive into Germany. Germany during the Second World War. In 1952, Queen Elizabeth II took the oath of ascension to the throne following the death two days earlier of her father, King George VI. She was crowned in a public ceremony in June of 1953. In 1960, the U.S. Congress opened hearings on payola whereby a radio station or its employees, usually a disc jockey, accepted payment for broadcasting records. In 1986, 23 people died when a nine-car via passenger train in a CN freight train collided head-on in Alberta. The 118 freight train went through a closed switch. The crews in both trains died in the collision. In 1994, the federal government slashed tobacco taxes in an effort to reduce cigarette smuggling. Five provinces, Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PEI quickly followed suit. The taxes were gradually increased in future years. On this day in 2010, Colonel Russell Williams, the top commander at CFB Trenton, was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder and the deaths of two Eastern Ontario women and sexual assaults on two others. In 2019, Bruce MacArthur was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. The 67-year-old serial killer had pleaded guilty to the murders of eight men from Toronto's gay village between 2010 and 2017. And on this day in 2020, 
2022, the federal government stepped up its warnings to Canadians about Ukraine due to the threat of Russia. Uh, Ottawa warned all Canadians against traveling to the country and urged all Canadians in Ukraine to leave. Happy birthday to listener Chanel, who turns 38 today.